back, I'm Kim Bailey Shoes for Young Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to look at complaints. We're going to look at how you do that successfully and how you need to always be mindful of being result focused. So it's not about, I got this gift at Christmas time and it's already broken by New Year's Eve. I'm going to take it back and I'm going to tell them. Or it's not about I ordered these things and they haven't arrived or they arrived late or they arrived broken or whatever else it was uh, and you feel compelled to complain in some way or report it in some way. How do you ensure that you are going to get the result? Do you know what the result is, first of all, or are you just reacting? So it's about reaction and results and not giving these things time without having a result in mind. A few of you, including ourselves, worked into a customer complaint unit or whatever they call these days, they call centre, um, a committee where it looks like customer inquiries and a Customer CEO's happiness level. is the latest one I've seen. Oh, okay, customer happiness now. Mm. I think to get the right result, the most effective call, a complaint call or letter you would do need to be confident and calm. Now, that's a tall order because when you are unhappy and that leads you to and get to the point where you want to complain, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're not happy because it didn't go to plan and now you've been mucked around. All and of you're which angry. all of all of which are not empowering emotions. Yes. They are disempowering emotions and you don't make the best decisions when you're in that frame of mind. So what that's that's the key. So what you do is before you even start writing or making the call, you need to process those emotions and get to the point you might do that on your own, you might do that with someone else that close to you that you say, oh, you know what happened and blah, 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 get it off your chest in that sense. Once you do that, then make yourself detach. Now, you're dealing with facts now. You're not dealing with your own emotions. You already dealt with them. So be very, very precise, succinct into what is the problem. What is it? Present all the facts very briefly. Don't tell a long story, whether in writing or on the phone. Don't go through irrelevances. Keep it to the point, keep it accurate, and keep it on that. The most important thing is that you start with a positive, even though you don't feel it, and you end in a positive. So, for example, when you start with a positive, it says, I've been dealing with the company, or I ordered through you, or I used your services before, and I've always been very happy with, with that, just not this time. And then describe why and what, as I said, succinctly and um, accurately. And then as you end the conversation, or, or when you get before like you're putting your case forward, whether it's in writing or on the phone, you say, end with a positive, say, I hope you can resolve this because I'd like to continue to deal with you in, in the future. Right. Be very, very clear about what you expect. Like you just said, Kim, what, what is it you're trying to do? So what do you want as an outcome? Make that clear. And be fair about it. Don't be unreasonable. If somebody mucked you around and in, in you lost something worth $20, don't expect that they give you a return trip to world, you know, around the world trip, sorry, um, for something that was worth about $20. So be fair, be clear on what to expect, be reasonable, keep track of the information and the calls and the information you've put together. 
If it doesn't get resolved yet, consider escalating, but using the same thinking about what you're trying to achieve. What I don't recommend you do, do not threaten. Do not threaten with things like, I'm going to leave or I'm going to withdraw my account or whatever, whatever. These are showing emotions again. Stick to the facts because it's an issue you're trying to resolve and get the right outcome. I know lots of people do it and think it's effective. It's not my way. I don't like complaining media. I don't like, okay, if I'm doing a writing and I'm in the habit of doing writing, I'll be honest. Mm. But I don't put on um, social media the, this tall tale of whinging and complaining because I see it as going nowhere other than it's a bitch session. Yeah, how does it get you a result? Yeah. And who is it for? Let's yeah. engage social outrage yeah. because it'll make me feel justified. It, it, it reinforces the story that I'm telling myself that this bad thing has been done to me rather than what is the result I want out of this situation yeah. that is not as good as I had hoped it would be. Yeah. It's very easy to fall into that, bring in all of the troops around me and, and tell me that how horrible it is, but none of these people are interested in the result anyway. They're not going to be worried about whether you get your money back or not. What came to my mind when Pulliam was talking is about a a situation I had where I had a a food product, a a tinned tinned asparagus, I think it was, and it was really, really stringy when when we opened it up and to the point where you, you couldn't possibly eat it. And so I obviously didn't send it back, but I wrote to the organisation and I said, I'm, I did the things that Fulian said. I opened with something positive about because we're vegetarians, we, we rely on good quality product and we had always used this particular product up to this point and would obviously continue to do it because, obviously, because we felt that this particular incident was an isolated one, but we felt that they should know about it because it was a quality control thing and how would they know unless they were eating yeah. the tins themselves. So I had the batch number, I had the, the production dates, all of the rest of it, and gave them all of that information. So, so stuck to the facts and just said this is what it was like. Now the outcome that I wanted from that was probably a bit nebulous. I, I probably wasn't thinking anything more than I just wanted to make a statement that it wasn't up to quality. If I think about it, my result was that quality would be better, that I would be more comfortable that quality was of a, a standard that, that I would expect and so I could continue to buy the product. But what they did was they said, you know, rather than send you another product or send you a credit to, to buy another product, they sent me stamps, postage stamps. Mm. And I thought, well, that's a very odd thing. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, the result that you're looking for, mm. be, be really clear about mm. what it is that you, you think you should get or you would mm. like to get. And if you get something different mm. that you're not expecting, mm. be prepared to accept that mm. with good grace. Be a good mm. acceptor as well, mm. as well as a good giver. And think about what you can do with that if it's not what something you can use. So the, so, so the stamps were obviously something that I, I really wouldn't get any use out of. No. And so I sat down and I thought, well, who possibly could use stamps? Who would find any use for these? And I, I jumped online and I thought, well, I'll have a look at... You know, we support a lot of animal charities. And I said, well, I'll have a look at some of the dog rescue places because they struggle for funds. Mm. And one of them has a list of things that they're looking for mm. at the moment. 
And so it'll be like puppy pads or mm. chew toys or whatever else. And sure enough, they had postage oh, stamps perfect. listed there. So I just sent them off and they were so appreciative mm. that someone had done that. It didn't cost me a thing other than the stamp yeah. that I put the stamps in the envelope with. Yeah. And I did it anonymously, you know, but they, yeah. they put a, a notice up on the, the website saying that someone had sent them this, mm. all these stamps oh, nice. that they could use. Yeah. So it's about doing it the right way, getting yeah. a result. might yeah. not be the result you want, but it's still a result. The other thing that, that I do is I judge whether it's really worth a complaint or not. Now, we travel a lot, yeah. and obviously everywhere we travel asks us for a review after mm. we've been there. And I made a decision a long time ago that if a place, that I'll, I'll rate a place in my, myself in my head. So if a place is below the standard that I expect, I don't give a review at all. Mm. No feedback at all, nothing. Mm. Because I figure... If I tell them all the things that are wrong, if I can't say anything positive, you know, mm-hmm. this, you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, and that's how I live. So, so I don't say anything because I figure if they think that that is acceptable, mm-hmm. they're not going to improve it and nothing I say will improve it. If they're a little bit above and they could, and I get a sense that they would take on some feedback, and I do this with... Um, the guests that we have mm. on the podcast as well, yeah. then I will tell them there's these things or those things that you could do. So I'll do that with the accommodation. But when it's one that goes onto a website and is publicly available, I never say anything negative. I'll mm. say these are the things that might be a challenge for you, mm. but where you, where you have the sections where it says this this was good, this was bad, mm. I won't fill in the negative side, but I'll fill in the top bit. And in the words, I'll say something like, if you appreciate a unique character, then the manager is of this place is someone you should meet. <laughs> Interesting, I wrote something along those lines for a place we stayed at, and I actually got a comment back from someone who had stayed there as well and said, you're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but rather than say he was rude and obnoxious, yeah. which he was, yeah. um, I thought, well, you know, maybe there are other reasons why he was like that. I won't... Yeah. I won't might have been label, an off day or I anything. won't label yeah. him, but yeah. I'll just say this was my experience. Yeah. So that's my way of dealing with complaints is that very rarely will I put pen to paper to make a complaint. The other thing that occurred to me while Fiona was talking, this is probably a record for me of her not saying anything <laughs> while I'm talking, <laughs> <didn't> I? <laughs> is that if you are going to do it on the phone, write it down first so that you've got the points in front of you that you want to consider and it will help you keep coming back to the things that you want to mention. It will help you keep coming back to the result. Write the result down as well. It keeps you focused in that conversation regardless of what they try and throw at you. Now, I had last year, and I think I talked about it in a couple of the podcasts, an ongoing issue with Telstra that was done by phone. And in the end, I decided to call it a draw. <laughs> Yeah. And said, I'm not, I, you know, there's no way I'm going to get the result that I'm trying to achieve. So I'll just uh, drop the bar a bit and I'll accept this. And, and you have to be prepared for that as well. It can't just be st- stand on my high moral ground and think, you know, I'm going to get this and nothing else. That's, yeah. it's, just, it's a negotiation. Yeah. And, and that's it. It's making it clear but also being reasonable. Mm. And, and also give a thought to the people who are going to receive that call from you or the letter, they really 
want to make it a good outcome. They mm-hmm. want to, they've been trained to respect their customers, they respect how they talk to them, and that goes both ways. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of yelling and swearing at <laughs> at the person answering the phone because what good is that? That's why mm-hmm. process emotions first, stay confident and calm, and stick to the facts and say what you expect. Mm-hmm. Now, can I also caution you, as it has happened in the last 24 hours, if you get something that you want to react to in an email and you start to write and process your reactions in the return email, don't do it where you can invertedly press a button. Yes. The other thing, yeah. too, is that we've talked about this before, is that if you physically write it down with a pen and paper, then it psychologically it is removed from your thought processes. And so the instant reactionary emotions are gone and you can look at it in a more measured framework it might take a while it might take a page and a half but <laughs> help your process <laughs> it helps you process yes so there are some cautionaries within all of that but but the basis is remember to focus on the result that you want from this action that you're going to take remember that you are dealing with people at the other end of the process and that they might be just following what they've been instructed to do. And if it is a change in a whole process that needs to happen, think about the process itself. Be proactive rather than reactive. And with that, we will finish. I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.